Welcome back to Executive Insights. I'm Dan Daly, the publisher, and today we're having a lively discussion with a good friend, Stuart Cable, the vice chairman of Goodwin, uh, operating out of their Boston office, and he's also chairman of M&A with a, spoke, a specific emphasis on life sciences and technology. So we've had a good discussion. Uh, I've asked Stuart if he will consider kind of a case, and in this particular case, I'm going to give myself the august title of chairman of the board. And I'm going to say to Stuart, I was sitting there fat, dumb, and happy, knowing everything as chairman, and someone knocked on my door and said to me, Mr. Chairman, would you consider selling this company? Stuart, the ball is in your court. Yeah. Um, Do I let him in for starters? Yeah. Well, let, let's, uh, let's take a step back. So right. when that call comes in, your job as the chairman of the board is to convene the directors immediately, within a day or two. Okay. To and, this, th and this is serious and this is legal? Absolutely. Yeah. To make them aware of uh, the incoming or the so-called knock on the door. Right. The first discussion that you should have, Mr. Chairman, right. with your board is not tactical. It's not, well, gee, do we like the price? Gee, yeah, okay. is this the right buyer? No. The right discussion for you to have with your board in the first instance is whether now is a propitious or a good time for our stockholders to exit. You may have um, um, a great strategic plan for the future, mm -hmm. you may have some uh, innovation that the market doesn't know about. Uh, you may think your stock price is too low um, relative to your fair value. And so you may conclude now is just not the right time. Okay. Notwithstanding the fact that somebody... So don't let my ego overreact to someone wants to buy this company. Think of, it, think of it through stockholder um, slash stakeholder valuation. Ask, in terms of everything. Ask the right question first. Okay. Okay. And the Great. right question is never the tactical question about price or who should we get for an investment banker or, you know. Great um, advice. That the first question is, guys, do we want to do this now? Is now a good time for us to uh, achieve a premium, sell control of the company, or do we want to see this CEO's strategic plan play out over the next year or two before we even consider that possibility? F far be it for me to ever flatter you excessively, okay? But I really think that is a great description of something that is very logical that could happen. Let's go right into a tactical discussion. I know some people over at Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan. Let's talk to them. Now, what about this? What about that? And you're saying, whoa, slow it down. Slow it down. Let's have let, let's let's have a strategic discussion, and here are the factors that are in that. Don't because I could I could see Stuart. I, I'm sure you've seen it firsthand. That let's go tactical, ready to rock and roll. I'm bored. Okay, wrong. Correct. Wrong. And wrong. Wrong. Okay. And, great. And, and almost every board reacts in that tactic. He's going to have somebody who does. Sure. Absolutely. I want to take a step back right, though in please. time. That's a great comment, though. Great comment. Thank I you. I want to take a step back in time and advise you, Dan, as chairman of the board, okay. as to what you should be doing 
before the knock on the door happens. Good, I like that. Right? I like, especially in 2023 where everything is changing. Because your job as chair is to look around the corner and make yep. sure your board and your, and your management team is prepared for the eventuality of the knock on the door. Yep. You spend time as a board talking about succession. Mm -hmm. That's great, that's thinking about the future. But you also should be talking annually about whether this company should continue as an independent company, whether we should look into the possibility of selling company, whether we, how we might react if and when somebody knocked on our board, uh, on our door. So there are certain tasks mm -hmm. that great boards mm -hmm. undertake on an okay. annual basis. Great that inform them ahead of the knock on the door. Some of these things require time and work and assignments to your management team or other advisors. So for example, great boards every year refresh their long range plan. Mm -hmm. A long range plan is typically a projection uh, over a five year period Mm. that um, allows for someone subsequently to do valuation work. Okay. So if you look at your business, not just on an annual budget cycle, but on a five-year okay. long-range plan cycle, mm -hmm. you will have done, and it takes weeks, it takes months to do that undertaking, to do that long-range plan. Your CFO, CEO have to sit in a room with their management team and That's figure what I was going to ask, who are the players in that? The management team is responsible for the long range plan. The management team should annually be presenting to the board, board of directors to the, board for their, yeah. the long range plan for their ultimate approval. Sometimes we do that and the board comes back and says, you know, I don't think you're being aggressive enough. I think you're sandbagging on this plan a little bit. I want you to justify or push those assumptions. And building that long range plan, making your management team build that long range plan, present that long range plan to your board uh, is maybe the single most important thing you can do to be prepared for that knock on the door because ultimately this is all about value. Right. Your job as a director is to maximize stockholder value. So how can you possibly evaluate a knock on the door at $22 a share without knowing the long range plan? The long range plan. Got it. So many boards have not done these long range plans or asked their management plan right. to do these long range plans. So what typically happens is the bid comes in, the management team calls us and says, what do we do next? We say yep. we need to get a meeting together, but you guys need to put the long range plan together because you can't ask the board of directors if they decide now is a propitious time to engage to reach a conclusion as to value without a foundational mathematical basis. And you very possibly slip right into what you said is wrong, which is the tactical response. Yes. When so, you should be doing it, looking at it from a, how does this fit with our long range plan? And look, the long range plan is not an answer. You know, you can give that long range plan to an investment banker, an investment banker can run discounted cash flows, can apply risk-free rates to it, discount rates, mm -hmm. 
and say, we think the company is worth between right. blank and blank. Right, right. But that long-range plan exercise and the valuation that can come off of that long-range plan right. exercise is not intended to give you an answer. Right. It's intended to give you a starting point. It's right. intended to give you, you might say, yeah, Stuart, I'll pay, take a biotechnology. Uh, it's great that it suggests it's worth between one and one and a half billion dollars, but we think your probability of success, the assumption that you stuck into the long-range plan, is too optimistic. Mm -hmm. Take it down by 50%. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the numbers look like then. Mm -hmm. Run mm -hmm. a sensitivity assuming this happens with our competitor. Right. So it's a starting point for a discussion. It's not an answer. But without that long-range plan, the board of directors is flying blind. blind. So in answer to your question, yeah. what can you do to prepare? The number one thing you can do to prepare is instruct your management team to do that long-range plan and then have them present it to you and you give them feedback on it. All right. Now, is it, is it true from a governance standpoint to say that the long-range plan may be generated by management, but it is owned by the board? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, and you know, we see long-range plans prepared uh, in a way that are too pessimistic because they think it'll impact their executive compensation. Sure, absolutely. We see other long-range plans that are hockey sticks, mm -hmm. and those plans may be deficient in the opposite direction. And I, the, uh, the ultimate job uh, of the board, and I always insist on a real approval, not mm. just a let's have a discussion. R right, right. The Vote on this thing. Do you accept it as it is? And if you don't, let's get back together next month and have another discussion. Right, right, right. And Stuart, you know, we've, we've both seen it. A lot of that depends on who are the players uh, and their tenure that are generating, uh, from a management standpoint, the long-range plan, and who are the players and their tenure and commitment to the company on the board. If I've got 12 months left as the CEO, or I've got 12 months left as the chairman, I maybe boy, this this five-year thing. I let's let's put a bow in this thing and uh, put me a nice story in the annual report, et cetera. So I mean, there there is some coming back to the psychology that you referred to a couple of minutes ago. What's what's the psychology behind it? Who is who is who is doing what? Who's responsible? Who's asking the tough questions? Uh, could could I put in here? In, in some of your things, you're talking about you talking about uh, uh, independence, reaction to the knock on the door, refreshing the long-range plan. Part of the discussion shouldn't that also be Stuart? Because just where we are today, the idea of how would a crisis, an unexpected crisis, impact all of this? I mean, should that be should that be part of the exercise? Uh, let, let, let's do a Biogen. They came out with a new product, the Alzheimer's thing. It was great. Somebody said, er, no, didn't work. Okay, and that's just, that's just one example that comes to mind. But shouldn't, shouldn't a, 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 a crisis discussion uh, or maybe a little bit of role playing be, be part of this? Yeah, look, most boards today, particularly of the larger companies, right. do annual risk assessments. Okay. Those risk assessments tend to be done by management in a very granular way, erring on the side of over-inclusiveness. So mm -hmm. they might list 20 risk right. factors. Um, I think great boards love that exercise. Right, because it's fun. 
But it's war games. Yes, not all risks are created equal. Okay. okay. Well, and sure. oftentimes, yes, yes. Management team doesn't put every risk that is a real risk right. on sure. the board. Yep. Yep. So, for example, you know, one of the greatest risks that every company faces is a leadership risk. Right. So, you know, to me, at the very top of every risk profile for a meaningful company is leadership change. Right. And that expected or unexpected. Expected or unexpected. Yep. And so every board, and most boards do this today, some better than others, every board uh, should have one meeting a year, in my judgment, devoted to CEO succession. Uh, some with part of it with the CEO in the room, right. part of it without the CEO right, in the right. room, but it is the number one crisis right. that companies tend to face. You mentioned the Biogen situation. Um, I'm not in that boardroom, I don't know, but you know, in that industry, um, bad things happen. The right. FDA says no, you have a health, pro you have, you, you right. have a, a, a death in a clinical trial. Um, all kinds of things can happen. And so great boards anticipate not only positive outcomes, they anticipate negative outcomes. And they ask themselves, what if questions? Yeah. What if FDA doesn't approve? What if we don't receive uh, approval for reimbursement on our drug, right. even if right. it's approved by the yep. FDA? Yep. So that kind of what if war gaming relating to your particular business and where you are at that point in time in the development of your business is absolutely what should happen. So again, the way I would run that kind of meeting is, okay, the board gets together and talk about risks. Mm -hmm. And management team goes through it. Um, the, the board engages mm -hmm. with the risk assessment team, right. asks a lot of questions, but then at the end of that session, they should have an executive session. Absolutely. Focused, Absolutely. Focused, focused entirely on risk. Right. And, 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 and that way, right. they let their hair down and they say, right. okay, what are the big risks that we didn't just talk about right. with the vice president of risks? Which of these risks are we really worried about? Um, and do we need to plan for right. Right. now? And so, you got to do it on a grant. You should do it on a granular basis with everybody in the room, and right, I think right. you should also do it with just the CEO, CEO in the room I, I, at a higher the, level with just the board. That is a great thing. Dick's done a great job. I know he's happy because I play golf with him once a week. I know Dick is happy. Well, that's not good enough. Okay, someone's got to sit down over a cup of coffee and say, "Dick, we've known each other for 15 years." Okay. It's been a tough couple of years. You've done extremely well. Can this company count on you for the next 24 months? We've got to have a candidate. I, 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 it's got to happen, okay? I mean, so so there's, there's a certain naivete that I don't want bad news, and I don't necessarily want to be the one that sits down with Dick or Betty and says, can we count on you for the next 24 or 36 months? And that's critical, Stuart, as you know. CEO succession is uh, challenging in the hardest part about it, and I'm smiling because I just did uh, a board That's meeting. That's right, you do those, I forgot that. 
the hardest part about it is every situation is situational. Every situation is different. And while there are patterns, there aren't answers. No, no, no. And, and so someone will tell you something and they'll believe it, but six months from now, it really wasn't what they told you. And that doesn't make them a bad person. Things change. Things change. Well, this is, Stuart, I, I, I want to uh, I, I thank you, you very much. I mean, what we've done in this particular session, and Stuart is, is wonderful at it, uh, is kind of talk to you, uh, our viewers and listeners uh, who are senior executives and members of the board, in terms of what you should be thinking about and prepared. And we started off with the, uh, with the knock on the door, and the mistake would be to respond to that tactically. The correct way to do it is have part of your ongoing annual discussion and updating of the long-term plan. And that can be, does the company want to stay independent? Uh, do they want to change something else? Do they want to do uh, uh, an acquisition? Do they want to do a spin-up? All of these things that Stuart so kindly brought up to us are things that should be discussed on an annual basis so that the board, when something happens, whether it's a knock on the door or whether it's a problem with succession, they have the way to handle it from a strategic, not a knee-jerk, tactical standpoint. Stuart, fair, because you've been incredibly helpful. Happy to help, Dan. My pleasure. Stuart Cable, Vice Chairman Goodwin, operating out of their Boston office, Chairman of their M&A, Life Sciences and Technology, as expected, has been absolutely terrific and given all of us a lot of things to digest and think about. But basically, take a deep breath and work on the strategic. Don't overreact to the tactical. So again, thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. <laughs>